turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, first of all, I hope that you set your clocks back an hour since we are back to standard time now and not Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, we've got a fantastic show for you tonight. A craft beer, uh, Two craft beer guests, actually. They're going to be joining me later this hour in the usual news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. That's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find all the shows on those two flat platforms. We are Alexa ready as well. We are also available via the Hopped Up Network. Just go over to the hoppedupnetwork.com and you can check out my beer cast along with a plethora of others, and you can listen to them at your leisure. Speaking of which, uh, selling craft beer. Uh, the podcast uh, by my good buddy um, uh, Sean uh, will be uh, we will be attending an event actually on Monday, uh, if I'm not mistaken. We are going to be over at Brooklyn Brewery, where uh, he and I will be. Um, oh my goodness, he and I will be with Brooklyn Brewery and Four Roses Bourbon. They are doing a collaboration. And I am hoping to get an interview with both the um, the owner of Four Roses Bourbon as well as Garrett Oliver from Brooklyn Brewery. Sean McNulty does the uh, Selling Craft Beer podcast, and uh, I was fortunate enough to get him invited to this event. He's going to be there, and he and I are going to chit chat a little bit. Maybe I'll uh, I'll chat with him as well, and we'll put it on the uh, on the beer cast maybe next week or uh, the following week. We will uh, we will see what happens. But first, little Bob Seger there, still the same. Got a chance to see Bob Seger. For the first time ever, uh, this past week over at Madison Square Garden, night before Halloween, I uh, was fortunate enough to get a pair of tickets for free uh, by a good buddy of mine, Charlie, um, who couldn't go to the show and passed his tickets along to me. said, look, I don't want them to go to waste. I know you, you'll enjoy them. Um, wanted to see Bob this summer at PNC Bank Arts Center. Didn't get a chance to see him. Tickets were way too expensive. Uh, was passing on this show simply for the fact that it was middle of the week, I didn't feel like taking a day off. The uh, The guys on the morning show uh, were away, and I really didn't feel like and I had already taken this past uh, last Monday off. I, I really didn't want to take another day during the week uh, when they had just gotten back. So fortunate enough to go and see them. Uh, Seeger was great. I mean, the guy put on a heck of a show, and if this is going to be his final tour, boy, he let it all hang out. I mean, played all of his hits, uh, you know, over 20 songs, a, a tour de force. It was just... Uh, it was an epic night, let's put it the, that way, and uh, worth the uh, the lack of sleep that I got uh, when I got home. So uh, my wife and I had a great time. So thank you, Charlie, for the tickets. Very much appreciated. In fact, that was the same night as the WNEWFM reunion, uh, which I missed. 
Uh, WNEWFM, for those of you who don't know in the New York area, if you're out, listening outside of the New York City area, NEWFM was the place where rock lived for a very, very long time, from the 60s all the way up until just about the end of the 90s, and then it became mostly talk, and, you know, the, the, the music had died long before that. Uh, but uh, uh, WNEWFM was the place where I got my first job, 102.7, uh, in the radio business, and that was almost 30 years ago. And um, worked with a lot of great people, still friends with a lot of those people to this day, uh, but unfortunately couldn't make the event because it was at the same time that I was going to see Bob Seger. So uh, sorry I missed out. I hope you guys had a great time, and hopefully uh, I can get to the next one because um, we'd love to see uh, everyone. Anyway, coming up in just about 20 minutes, Jim McCune, Jackie DeBella, both are judges for the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. Uh, for more info on how to enter your beer art, your cans, and there's a lot of different prizes, a lot of different awards that are going to be laid out for different things, best website, um, best social media presence, all those things. Just go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. That's coming up in just about 20 minutes from now. All right, so let's get into some news and notes here, and there's lots of stuff to get into. Uh, Firestone Walker uh, has introduced a couple weeks ago, they have a 2019 Merlin's Mixed Pack, which is now... Uh, including Double Jack, which is uh, it's available for a limited time, this mix pack, in all of Firestone Walker's markets. So you have the Double Jack limited release in this 12-pack. You have the Union Jack Loud and Proud. You have the Easy Jack, uh, which is easier than ever. Uh, the Easy Jack IPA is now down to 4%, which is not bad. And it's 120 calories, so if you're calorie conscious, that's not bad. And uh, finally, Luponic Distortion flavors through hops. So you got four different IPAs in there. One of them, of course, uh, a low-calorie offering, and the rest of the regular uh, IPA high-calorie offerings uh, that Firestone Walker offers there. So if you see that four-pack, pick it up again. The Double Jack is only available in that 12-pack for a limited uh, time. Now, Deschutes Brewery uh, put out uh, just about a week or so ago the a bit, uh, two variants here. Uh, this is, um, and, and they released these uh, two variants a month early this year. So they have the Abyss, uh, then they have two variants, the Abyss Port and the Abyss Old World. So the classic Abyss is this 11.2% ABV, uh, deep, dark, barrel-aged imperial stout, hints of molasses, licorice, vanilla, and cherry bark. You've got the Abyss Port, which is 100% aged in port barrels. So you got uh, coffee notes, smoky, chocolate, roast, molasses, licorice, vanilla, uh, plum, jam, and grape notes as well, and that oak flavor that you get from the barrel uh, from being in there. Uh, some of the uh, barrels are over 30 years old, uh, 12% ABV on that one. And then you have the Abyss Old World, which, according to them, evokes images of a 50-year-old Spanish wine cellar. Uh, this variant is 80% aged in 30- to 60-year-old sherry barrels, also includes all the familiar tr- trademarks of the Abyss, but adds some spice with subtle black pepper aroma, coupled with raisin and fruitcake notes and a very distinct oak flavor from the sherry barrels. This is also at a 12% as well. The Abyss and variants are limited releases. They're available in 22-ounce bottles and draft in all markets where Deschutes is sold. Um, They commemorated the release at a launch party back on the 19th of October and in the Portland Public House uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, The the Dissident, this is another one, a distinct barrel-aged Belgian-style sour brown ale, this clock's in at just under 11%. It's a limited release. It's available in 500-milliliter bottles and undraft in all markets where Deschutes is sold. And then finally, 
Fresh Funk, Fresh Funk Wild IPA, easy for me to say, an experimental small batch release. It's a sessionable mixed cultured IPA, comes in at around 6.2%. It is uh, it, currently shipping to distributors and, and is out in uh, 500 milliliter bottles will be available in limited markets uh, as we speak. So if you get a chance to pick up those offerings from Deschutes, you definitely want to check them out. This is the time now for stouts and porters and those heavier beers. Uh, that you definitely want to enjoy. Our friends from Five Burrows Brewing have introduced Gridlock Hazy IPA. This is at 6.5%. It's the newest member of the Five Burrows year-round can crew. Uh, this has a tropical uh, traffic jam of flavor. It's the byproduct of heavy whirlpool additions of Amarillo and Citra hops. 16-ounce four-packs and kegs of Gridlock are already out all across New York City. You definitely want to check them out. I just want to go back to the Deschutes thing for a minute. If you're not familiar with barrel-aging beers, the reason why a lot of these breweries get their hands on these barrels from um, distillers, whether it's whiskey, bourbon, whatever it is, and then age beer in it, is that the flavors from those bourbon, from the bourbon and stuff that's aged in those barrels, sherries, cognacs, things of that nature, uh, they're trapped in the wood. And what happens is there's this flavor that's imparted. So when you put a beer in there, and then you're drawing these flavors out from the wood over time, they mix in with the beer. Um there are breweries that do it amazingly. It's amazing how they do it and marry the flavors and kind of figure out that. Because it's not an exact science. It's kind of you're putting it in there and seeing what happens over a certain period of time. And that you're hoping that you get the effect that you're looking for. Uh, sometimes it, it, it works out great. Sometimes not so much. And sometimes it's a total failure. So it's really cool to see this process, you know, uh, undergoing. I know Tim Pewitt from Wet Ticket had given me a sample of the, the first stout that they had made when it was still in the barrel and at about 60 degrees, and it tasted amazing. And, and it was one of those things where it's luck. You know, you kind of draw it out, and you hope that when you get that taste that it's, it's really delicious. And, um, you know, it's, it's good to see that, you know, some, most times it works, sometimes not so much. And finally, let me wrap up here. We've got other stuff to get into uh, in the news in our next segment, but... Um, Sloop Brewing has closed their uh, barn uh, brew house in uh, Elizaville. Uh, they sent out a letter uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, their last day of serving was actually today on November 3rd as we're broadcasting the show. Um, the, the letter they wrote was, it is with great sadness, friends, that we let you all know that the barn in Elizaville will be closing. Our last day serving Sloop there will be Sunday, November 3rd. Elizaville was our home for four years. It's where we grew up as a brewery. We built it out ourselves from installing plumbing to building walls. It was our first brewery, and we weren't quite sure how we were going to sell enough beer to keep all the tanks full. It was a big leap to quit quit our day jobs and make beer, but it all worked out, and soon we had to expand. So they opened a new brewery in East Fishkill, um, and they had no plans to close Elizaville. And having, you know, in two places in upstate New York seemed to be the best of both worlds. But honestly, let's put it this way. Economy has a lot to do with it. Um, If you're not generating enough business to keep something open... You're going to close it up. And that's what we're seeing um, with a lot of different breweries. So Sloop making the prudent move to close their facility there at their little farmhouse and concentrate all their operations in East Fishkill. I know a lot of people that are fans of Sloop are not happy about it. They don't want to make that drive uh, down south uh, to check out Sloop. But, of course, you can get it in cans and on, and on draft in other places. Uh, but, unfortunately, the Elizaville barn uh, is now closed. So when we come back after a short break, we've got more news and notes to get to, including the Smithsonian opening a beer industry exhibit now. Empire Brewing uh, Brew Pub has been closed, and there's a reason why. Uh, and Trillium has opened up 
a new facility right near Fenway Park. We're going to get into all of that and so much more right after this on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Dennis Prager always looks at things from a different angle. I was speaking to my producer, and he asked the question, will Americans tire of the left's hysterias? I, I think that when you have hysteria that is national and mass, and it is, of course, repeated constantly, it has an impact. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 970. The answer. If you're listening to this radio station right now, chances are you like us. If you like us, then maybe you would fit right in on our team. This is General Sales Manager Laura Schaefer, and the best way to join our team is in sales. We are looking for a few good sellers. We call them media strategists. If you have experience in any form of sales and also understand the digital world, give me a call at 212 212- 857-9639. You'll join a great company with great benefits. You'll be able to tell the story of how you found us and what you think we can do for our new clients. And the best part, you'll be selling something you already like, this radio station. We can teach you anything you don't know, but you already have what we want, a real appreciation of what we do on the air. Call me and send over your resume, 212 212- or Laura, that's L-A-U-R-A at nycradio.com Salem is an equal opportunity employer Every Saturday morning at 7 The Auto Lab, the longest running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. If you want to grow your business, you need to move at the speed of business. That means delivering the right message to the right audience at the right time. With Salem Surround, you can stop chasing your customers and let them chase you. Get your business seen on premium, high-traffic websites. Target the exact demographic you want in the exact area you want. Reach people who are actively looking for your products and services right now. Retarget potential customers who visit your website and leave. You can even target people who attend a specific event and people who are visiting your competition. Plus, SEO, social media marketing, video, Google AdWords, and more. Perfect for increasing awareness, a big sale, or rolling out a new product. If you need more business, you need Salem Surround. For a limited time, take advantage of a free digital marketing checkup. Call Greg Cooper, Salem Surround Media Strategist, at 212-857-9635. That's 212-857-9635. Salem Surround. Digital solutions, real results. 212-857-9635. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. Here we go. Little Bob Seeger in the Silver Bullet Band. Here comes old Rose. She's looking mighty fine. Here comes hot Nancy. She's stepping right on time. Here go the streetlights. Bring it on the night. Here come the man. Faces hidden from the light. All through the shadows. Oh, they come and they go. 
Oh, yeah. The fire down below. Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer got a chance to see Bob Seeger uh, this past Wednesday night at Madison Square Garden. That was one of the many uh, hits that he played at the Garden. And let me tell you something. For a guy who's 74 years old, the man can still bring it. Uh, how can you follow me? Very easily. On Twitter, at Algatulo. Instagram, at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email Albert G at NYCRadio.com. iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa ready as well. We're also available via the Hopped Up Network. Just go to the hoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to my show along with a plethora of others at your leisure. Coming up in 20 minutes, Jim McCune, Jackie, De- actually 20 minutes, 10 minutes. Uh, Jim McCune and Jackie DeBella, both judges for the Craft Beer Marketing Awards, and for more info on that, just go over to craftbeermarketingawards.com. That's coming up, I would say, about 11, 12 minutes from now. Bob Seger, what a show. Guy put on, again, as I just mentioned, for 74 years old, he puts on a heck of a show. The guy still has a ton of energy. His band is phenomenal. That Detroit heavy rock sound little R&B, little soul, little blues mixed in. Uh, just a uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal band. Uh, it was a lot of fun to see Seeger at the Garden. My wife enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, again, thanks, Charlie, for the tickets. Very much appreciate it. Jim Dolan only got about 20 bucks out of me, which is good. I don't like to pay uh, Mr. Dolan any money for Madison Square Garden. So uh, it was nice to be able to see Bob Seeger and actually see it for free, which is pretty cool. Anyway, as we move on here, uh, news and notes, lots of uh, news to get to here. Let's run through a couple of things. So a new exhibit at the Smithsonian National Museum of American History uh, will highlight beer and its industry in the U.S. Brewing a Revolution uh, is joining the museum's permanent food, transforming the American Table exhibit on, uh, actually, it happened already on Friday, October 25th, so According to a press release, visitors will see artifacts, archival materials, and photographs that originated in the homebrewing and microbrewing movements of California and Colorado in the 1960s through the 80s, which was the beginning of the craft beer revolution. Key artifacts that are on display include the coveralls of former anchor brewing owner Fritz Maytag, a homebrewing spoon that belonged to Brewers Association founder Charlie Papazin, and a travel notebook that belonged to New Belgian Brewing co-founders Kim Jordan and Jeff Lebsich. Uh, the opening of the display will be showcased in November. Uh, this is during an event for Smithsonian Food History Weekend, the last call brewing history after hours. That takes place this coming Friday, November 8th. Features Maytag, Papazon, Sierra Nevada founder Ken Grossman, and University of California Davis professor Emeritus uh, Michael Lewis. So you get to see that this Friday if you're down in the D.C. area at the Smithsonian. I am looking forward to going back to D.C., and I definitely want to check out this exhibit. Uh, Empire Brewing Syracuse, New York Brew Pub closed last week. After its owner defaulted on rent, according to a report on Syracuse.com, Empire Farmstead Brewery had filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in August and agreed to a sale to Wisconsin-based Burnett Dairy Cooperative for $3.25 million. However, Syracuse-area Feldmeyer Equipment Company outbid Burnett with a $3.44 million bid in a bankruptcy auction uh, last Monday, according to Syracuse.com. While the brew pub and farm brewery have the same name and parent company, they were separate business entities. This has been a whole big deal. I know the folks uh, that own uh, Empire's uh, brew pub were lamenting about it on social media. Uh, some people were saying this is a bad, you know, bad scene. 
Some people saying the beer wasn't that good and the food wasn't great. I, I wonder what's going to happen here uh, with Empire Brewing because I've seen a lot of Empire's beers in and around New York and a little bit in New Jersey. So we'll see what happens there. Um, if you've e- ever wanted to visit Boston and need another reason to visit an iconic neighborhood where Fenway Park is, well, Trillium Brewing has announced the launch of its newest outpost at 401 Park in the Fenway neighborhood. Um Trillium Fenway, the company's first project from the ground up as part of the new development at 401 Park, which was originally a 1920s-era Sears Roebuck and Company a mail-order store. For those who don't know, Sears started out as a mail-order catalog that you would order things and get it shipped to you. And then, of course, they created big box stores, and now Sears is pretty much out of business. But for a long time, you got excited when the Sears catalog came to your home right around this time, October, November, for Christmas. Usually got it somewhere in September, October. And you got to go through, thumb through the catalog and pick out things that you wanted for Christmas. And you'd show your parents and say, oh, this, I want this and I want that. And they would have all these, you know, toys and electronics and all kinds of stuff. Your parents would order them and you'd get it either shipped to your house or uh, you'd go pick it up in the store. But in, you know, 100 years ago, you got it through the mail. So for those of you who are new, I should say born after uh, 1980. Um, so this 1,500-square-foot greenhouse-inspired space uh, will accommodate 95 beer lovers inside, another 150 on the patio in the warmer months, and so is going to be um, in the area of Fenway Park. It's open Sunday through Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m., Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. Uh, to midnight. Uh, you can go to TrilliumBrewingCompany.com uh, for the latest updates. Uh, the space will include a one-barrel brew system with an open look into production. Uh, they will offer a selection of... 18 draft beers, bottles, select merchandise, cans to go, and packaged snacks uh, from local purveyors and friends of Trillium. So if you haven't been uh, up to Boston, you want to visit them, and uh, you want to visit the area around Fenway Park, I'm pretty sure Fenway still does tours of the stadium itself. Well, now Trillium Beer uh, will be in the area as well, and you can check that out. Now, the big news, the big beer news that happened uh, earlier this week, back on Wednesday, uh, Miller Coors is... Uh, shedding some jobs. They're going to reduce uh, up to 500 employees. Uh, they are consolidating all of their offices into one North American branch in America uh, and moving all functional support roles to Milwaukee. So uh, Gavin Hattersley said in a press release, our business is at an inflection point. We can continue down the path we've been on for several years now, or we can make significant and difficult changes necessary to get back on the right track. Our revitalization plan is designed to streamline the company, move faster, and free up resources to invest in our brands and capabilities. So it's a three-part plan. They had four business units. So you had U.S. Miller Coors, you had Molson Coors Canada, Molson Coors Europe, and Molson Coors International. They're consolidating this now into two businesses uh, in North America and Europe to save about $150 million. Miller Coors is now going to close its Denver office and designate Chicago as the North American headquarters and move functional support roles, which were located in several U.S. offices, to Milwaukee. And so they're going to reduce between 400 and 500 people in their U.S., Canada, international, and corporate uh, segments. Uh, Miller Coors spokesman told the uh, Milwaukee Business Journal on Wednesday morning that an exact number of employees being moved to Milwaukee will not be known until the company implements its revitalization plans. Also, effective January of 2020, Molson Coors will be changing its name to Molson Coors Beverage Company, effective in January of next year. Now, look, um, Molson Coors has uh, has lost money. 
Uh, bottom line, the U.S. market fell 2.3% in the third quarter from uh, just under $2 billion to uh, $1.9 billion in 2019. The company rec- reported the decline due to lower shipment volumes. Um, the U.S. Uh, market's brand volume decreased by 3.9% as a result of a decline in the economy in premium-like categories. Molson Core's largest decline in net sales was in the international market. They fell uh, almost 16%. So, uh, look, the bottom line with Molson Coors is this. They have not been making enough good beer. Again, if you're into the big beer stuff. Um, Anheuser-Busch, for as bad as you want to rip AB InBev, they spent a lot of time over the last seven to eight, seven to ten years acquiring craft breweries and trying to put a stamp in the craft beer market. You can argue with what they've done. You can say that they have sold out to big, you know, the, the, the smaller companies have sold out to big beer. But the bottom line is they have kept themselves, uh, AB InBev, fresh, while Molson Coors has not. I think what you're going to see here, I think you're going to see Molson Coors ramping up. Josh Nolan pointed this out on his um, on his Twitter account. I agree with him on this. Got to give him credit for it. Uh, at Hop Notes, I believe is uh, Josh's handle on Twitter. Um, I think you're going to see Molson Coors trying to acquire other craft breweries and bring them into the fold. They can no longer survive just on Coors Light alone, light beers, kind of mix it up, we'll throw something out there and see if it appeases the people. They need to have a focused plan to um, to combat what's going on between them and AB InBev. Um, I think you're going to see in 2020, I think you're definitely going to see some breweries um, that sell out to Molson Coors. Don't be surprised if it happens. I think they definitely need to make that move in order to... Um, in order to revitalize the market for them. Uh, you may not agree with it, but I think that's the plan. Otherwise, they're going to find themselves on the outside looking in and losing uh, a lot more money. Finally, Two Robbers Seltzer has launched in New Jersey. Uh, Vikram and v- uh, Vivek Nayar, uh, twin brothers from Philly, uh, they have been uh, producing their seltzer in Philadelphia. Uh, they've grown to over 300 locations in eastern Pennsylvania. They have now decided to move into New Jersey. So they're going to have uh, three brands That'll be in New Jersey. That'll be available in 12-ounce cans. Orange mango, pineapple ginger, and watermelon cucumber. Uh, They uh, clock in at 5.2% ABV, 110 calories, zero sugar or sweetener. They are gluten-free. They are trying to come up with more flavors and variety packs. Uh, So they are in uh, both Jersey markets. They are currently available in 145 bars and retailers. More are coming online each week. So uh, to Robert Seltzer, if you see it in New Jersey... Don't look shocked if you've gotten it down in Philadelphia. They are in New Jersey now, so kudos to those guys, and good luck to them. When we come back after a short break, Jim McCune, Jackie DeBella from Craft Beer, the Craft Beer Marketing Awards will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's fair and 46 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. A New Jersey doctor is dead just one day before he was to perform in a weekend Florida air show. Steve Greenfield reports. Dermatologist Joseph Massesso worked at five locations across North Jersey and also in the Sunshine State. The doctor was piloting during a practice routine at Witham Field when the plane went nose down into the runway. The National Transportation Safety Board is investigating the cause of the crash. The show itself ended up being canceled due to safety concerns with ongoing rain in the area. Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio, New Jersey. 
A new memorial pavilion is in the works for the Ulster County Veterans Cemetery in New Poles. Ulster County Executive Pat Ryan made the announcement on Thursday saying the facility and additional plots will allow the county to honor their veterans for the next century. The pavilion could serve as a location for services and will be designed as an open and quiet area for friends and families to honor their loved ones at any time. The additions are expected to be completed next fall. In sports, Jets lost to the Dolphins 26-18 and the Knicks all fell to the Sacramento Kings 113-92. Traffic delays, well, if you're city-bound at the GWB, you'll be in good shape on the upper level. Lower level looks good. Route 446 and Palisades approaches, no complaints. Both the Holland and the Lincoln tunnels are a good ride inbound and outbound. Earlier accident we had on 78 is gone. There was a crash on the Cross Bronx. That's also cleared up as well. Parking rules, meter rules in effect for Monday citywide. Weather for tonight, mostly clear skies, lows of about 39 degrees. For your Monday, it'll be mostly sunny, highs near 53. As we look ahead for Tuesday, we'll see a 20% chance of some showers, but mostly cloudy. Otherwise, we'll see some highs near 58 degrees. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno on AM 970, The Answer. All right, so you've heard me and Joe Piscopo talking for the last couple of weeks about this big event at the Army versus UMass football game that's coming up Saturday, November 9th. Well, look, it's virtually sold out. In fact, it may be sold out by the time you hear this announcement. Now, it's going to be an unbelievable Veterans Day weekend that will be spent in a suite at the iconic Mikey Stadium with yours truly and Joe Piscopo. The VIP tickets get you a parking pass, access to the Kimsey Suite, food, beverage, game ticket, and the experience of a lifetime with some of your favorite AM970 hosts. They're exclusive tickets you can't get anywhere else. Only a couple left. In fact, they may be sold out. Get them while you can. Just head to goarmy.eventbrite.com to purchase tickets. That's goarmy.eventbrite.com. Most importantly, if you already purchased tickets and you have not spoken with our sports director, Mary, you've got to give her a call right now. She needs to get you your tickets. She can be reached at 212-857-9633. That's 212-857-9633. Check your junk email folder. You may have missed the email from Mary, but give her a call, 212-857-9633. If you bought tickets, she's got to get you those tickets. Lock up those tickets today. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. That's right. Little John Mellencamp, a little check it out. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beer Cast, email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, iTunes, Google Play, just do a search for A G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're Alexa ready as well, and we're also available on the Hopped Up Network. Just go over to the Hopped Up Network. Uh, for more information, you can click on there and you can listen to my podcast on uh, Monday mornings and a plethora of others as well. Check it out, the song from John Mellencamp. When you go to the store uh, and you, you go to your liquor store, you go to a particular place that sells adult beverages and you look at beer cans, uh, what, what attracts you on that beer can? Is it the beer itself? Is it the can art? 
Is it, is it something else that uh, uh, compels you to buy a beer? Well, my next guests work for the Craft Beer Marketing Awards, and the CMBA have announced their annual award series with voting that will take place later in November. It runs through January, and then they'll give out the awards in late March. Now, this is really cool. So if you're a brewer, you should be listening up right now who's you know canning beer, maybe putting beer on a, you know artwork on a bottle. Listen up. This is a pretty cool thing. For more info on how to enter your beer art, all you have to do is go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. So let me welcome onto the program Jim McCune and Jackie DeBella to the Craft Beer Cast. Jim, Jackie, how are you? Hey, thanks for having us. Good morning. Thanks, Al. You got it. Now, how did the Craft Beer Marketing Awards get started? Well, you know, it's it's been something we've been thinking about for quite a while. We've been in the industry for over 20 years. We work with a lot of brewers and marketers across the country. And the one thing we noticed is there's a lot of competitions built for the taste of the beer. But there wasn't anything that was celebrating all this amazing work that the designers and breweries and and branders and designers have done for the industry as far as embellishing packaging and can and bottle design and tap handles and packaging and websites. I mean, the list goes on and on. So we we thought it really was time to develop the Craft Beer Marketing Awards and give us that opportunity to recognize and award the very best marketing in the brewing industry. And so, um, uh, Jim, Jackie, early, uh, early bird voting has now uh, has commenced. So what does a brewery need to do, uh, Jackie, to enter their can or bottle? Super easy. Um, the early bird deadline's at the end of this month, so November 29th. Uh, you get a cheaper uh, entry price. And all they have to do is go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. You can click Enter Now. Uh, you enter your information, upload your logo, and then enter, you know, your category, whatever it may be, with it's a... Uh, a beer label, you want to enter your website, we have original videos, all that good stuff. Um, they're just uploading. They have an account on there. They can keep adding things until the entry's closed. That's pretty cool. And, it, you know, it's funny. You talk about, you know, and as I mentioned at the top of the segment, um, you know, what compels you to buy a particular beer? Are you a fan of the brewery? Are you a fan of uh, the can art that they put out? Uh, I was at a uh, gastropub near my house not too long ago, and uh, the bartender brings me over a can. He says, you're going to love this beer. And he hands me this can from Hoofhearted Brewing, and it's called Everybody Wants Some after the Van Halen song. And so there mm-hmm. are little uh, hops on the, on the, uh, on the can art uh, that depict the various members of Van Halen in, in kind of hop form. So it was really kind of cool. And right off the bat, I said, I don't care how this beer tastes. I want to drink this because, just because of the can art. So to me, that's kind of cool. Yeah. We're talking with uh, Jim McCune and Jackie DeBella, both are judges for the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. For more info on how to enter your beer art, just go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, so, Jim, I'll ask you this. There are 30 different awards that will be judged and awarded. What are some of the, of the awards that will be awarded? Well, we wanted to make sure that we had something that really ran the gamut of all beer-related marketing. So we came up with 33 of what we think would be like the biggest net categories um, that breweries, their agencies, marketers, and designers would be interested in. And I mean, it it runs the gamut. We have best bottle design, best can design, Mm. Um, best tap handle design, best original video, social media. We even popped in things like, uh, you know, the most FOMO Instagram account, you know, fear of missing out, who's creating that on Instagram, the biggest beer influencers on Instagram. 
Um, you know, anything that's getting deer out there and telling the story is part of this. And there's a bunch of fun new ones, too, like nostalgic brewing and branding is a big thing now. So we have a category for that. So, Jackie, what are you looking for from some of these brewers as they submit their cans for judging? Let's say it's based on their can art. What are you looking for as you're, as you're going through your judging process? I think some breweries have gotten really out of the box and super creative. Um, and then there's other ones that are super clean and stick to very strict branding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're going to see a bunch of different entries. But the strongest, I think, selling point to the judges is going to be, are you telling the story and staying true to yourself while also really pushing your beer out there and making people, like you said, doesn't matter what's inside here. This can is awesome, and I want to get in it. We're talking with Jim McCune and Jackie DeBella. Both are judges for the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. For more info on how to enter your beer art, all you have to do is go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Jim, you were a designer for Blue Point Brewing for years. In your opinion, what goes into making can art looking great? I've been one of the fortunate ones being in the industry for 25 years. When we started working with Blue Point, I think that was 1996. There was only about 500 breweries in the entire country. Mm-hmm. And if you imagine just in my career, um, this summer, a Brewers Association is saying we're looking at 9,700 breweries here in the USA. So that's quite a bit of growth. And, you know, with that growth becomes fierce competition. And the industry is still amazing. And there's still that kumbaya vibe. And these guys could borrow hops from their next door neighbor in their competition. Everybody's still friends. But but the reality is now that um, with this type of competition and this many beers on the shelf, that breweries do have to get more savvy with their marketing and design to really help cut through that clutter. And that's really, I think, the pinnacle of, like, the concept of the Craft Beer Marketing Awards is celebrating this amazing um, work. And, Jim, when you, were at, when you were at Blue Point, what was, in your opinion, the best can that you ever designed or had input in in designing? I, in, in all of my career, I still think the most famous design that I've ever done happened to be for Blue Point. Even though I've worked with, you know, dozens of breweries across the country and, right. and globe. The Hoptical Illusion IPA from Blue Point yeah. got me in every magazine from Forbes to Penthouse and, and really um, opened up my, my eyes to this flourishing career choice. That that's pretty. That is pretty cool. I mean, to get into that to all those different publications because of uh, an artwork on a beer. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Jackie, I'm going to ask you first. Last question for me here. I'll ask you first, Jackie. Jim, second. Uh, Jackie, the best can art that you have ever seen on a beer. Oh, <laughs> doesn't have to be a right answer. It's just your opinion. So. Oh God. You want to think about uh, it for a second? A, there's a yeah no I, I got one. Okay. There's actually. A, the second, technically the second oldest brewery in the country, um, Terre Haute, Indiana, Terre Haute Brewing Company, they really tie in their, um, I guess their nostalgia too about their area. Stiffy Green is actually a really interesting story, but it's their IPA. Okay. Long story short, there was a dog that waited by their owner's grave. They ended up stuffing the dog when it died. Stiffy Green is this like little haunted dog with green eyes. Um, the can's awesome. The story's awesome. Just a fun thing. That's very cool. And Jim, you? 
Um, this is Ten Pin Brewing. Um, of course, I'll have to plug one of my clients. Ten Pin Brewing Company up in Washington. They're doing an amazing job. We actually are working on what's called Ten Pin Territory. Okay. And it's the first um, brewery hotel in the area where we'll start giving out brewcations. But if you check out Ten Pin Brewing's line of um, designs, they got this really sharp, sporty look, and they're one of the fastest-growing uh, breweries out there in the West. That sounds good. Now, my, guess, my guests have been Jim McCune and Jackie DeBella. Both are judging for the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. Uh, the awards will be awarded to uh, the winning uh, breweries in March, but early uh, entries, early bird entries are starting now in the month of November. It ends at the end of November, and then, of course, uh, the fees go up there. For more information, just go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. There's, again, as they said, many categories that you can choose from of what you want to enter. Uh, Jim and Jackie, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Al. You got it. Up next, time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder explains the bias from the left. 48% believe the president should be removed from office. 56% disapprove of FBI Director James Comey's recommendation not to charge Clinton. The point is, more Americans felt Hillary should have been charged than feel President Trump should be impeached and removed. Did you give a rip? Did you care about popular opinion then, Democrats? Media? The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7 on AM 970. The Answer. Do you want to send your child to a Christian school but are overwhelmed by the cost? Then AM970 The Answer's discount tuition program may be right for you. The discount tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to a quality Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area to help parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality, faith-based education. Here are just a few of the participating schools. Hawthorne Christian Academy, International Christian School, Carney Christian Christian Academy. You can see the full list of participating schools at am970theanswer.com. AM970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. For more information on how you can send your children to a Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition or how you can get your school enrolled in the program, go to am970theanswer.com or call 212-857-9630. That's 212-857-9630. Stop chasing customers and let them chase you. Salem Surround offers full-service digital solutions. We'll help target the exact demographic you want in the exact area you want. Perfect for increasing awareness, a big sale, or rolling out a new product. If you need more business, you need Salem Surround. Call now for a free digital marketing checkup. Call Greg Cooper, Salem Surround Media Strategist, at 212-857-9635. 212-857-9635. Salem Surround. Digital Solutions. Real results. 212-857-9635. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6. Mike Gallagher at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, sing it, Bob. 
There you go. Follow me very easily on Twitter. At Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beercast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com, iTunes and Google Play. Here we go. Working on our night moves, trying to make some front page driving news, working on our night moves, and the summertime. There you go. Summertime. I do miss the summer. iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. And don't forget Alexa Ready as well. We're also available on the Hopped Up Network. Just go over to thehoppedupnetwork.com and you will find my beer cast along with a plethora of others to listen to at your leisure. Bob Seeger Night Moves. Uh, got a chance to see Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band over at Madison Square Garden earlier this week. What a fantastic show. It is his last go-around, so he says. Um, and uh, it, it was just, it was an amazing night. The man has a tremendous amount of energy. His band is out of sight, and they rocked the house. Uh, had never seen Bob Seger before. Uh, had an opportunity a couple of years ago and couldn't go. I am so glad that I was able to go. Charlie, thank you for the tickets. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I owe you one, my friend, uh, whether it's beers or food, or maybe I can reciprocate with a concert at some point uh, down the line, but I definitely owe you, my friend. Let's get into Suds and Duds here, which is our final segment, as always, on this program. Uh, the, the good folks at Founders sent me a couple of their beers, and I know Founders has been in the news lately. We've covered it. Um, and when there is a resolution to that case, we, of course, will certainly discuss it. Their Oktoberfest, part of their Mothership series, very nice, malty caramel, uh, not bad. Uh, an enjoyable Oktoberfest, uh, for sure. Uh, my good friends over at Wet Ticket Brewing have put back their pecan porter, uh, this time on nitro, and boy, is it smooth and nutty and delicious. And if you haven't been to Wet Ticket Brewing, I urge you, to get over there. Um, Tim and Al are making great beers. They are a nice little spot. They are located about a block from New Jersey Transit. Uh, if you're coming in from the city, it's about six stops. Uh, it's it's really a great place to go and visit. And the, the cool thing is if you go early enough in a day on a weekend, you could go and stop at Wet Ticket and then take the train down you know, to points down Belmar, Point Pleasant, and hit some other places, whether it's Beach House or Last Wave or something like that. You can do those things and then come back. So just just something to think about, especially speaking of summertime, there's no more beach crowd, so you'll have an easier time on the train. As we continue on here in our Suds and Duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, Trial by Wombat uh, by Thin Man Brewery was available over at uh, Paragon Tap and Table, one of my favorite places to eat and drink. Um... And I'll tell you, these guys out of Buffalo, they make some really good beer. This one was juicy and smooth. Um, I'm digging a lot of this stuff from Buffalo. Now, would it encourage me to take a trip to Buffalo one day? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. But uh, good stuff from Thin Man Brewery. Um, This was an interesting one. Uh, A Goza from Brick City mixed up a lychee gimlet. Um, this was a nice, subtle Goza. I wanted just something different on the palate, and uh, this did not disappoint. I was very impressed with that, so uh, enjoyed that one very much. Thank you, Sherm, uh, for pointing that one out to me. That was, uh, that was a really good beer. Um, Common Roots Brewing is doing some great stuff. They still have their temporary tap room as they're rebuilding uh, after the fire that they had at their brewery, 
and uh, they are, you know, getting things together. Uh, but this Affinity Bound by Common Roots is great. Dank, a little juicy, uh, got some smoothness to it. Uh, it's an excellent beer. Uh, my neighbor was up at, my neighbor Greg was up at uh, Treehouse Brewing uh, about a week or so ago. Um, he was supposed to come with me to the event uh, that uh, Torch and Crown Brewing did with Wolverine, but he had business, so he couldn't come. So I said, well, while you're in Massachusetts, why don't you pick up some Treehouse beers and bring them back if you're nearby? So he says, all right, you know what? That's exactly what I'm going to do. So he takes a picture of this, like, case and a half that he has in his car and uh, ended up, uh, we cracked open a can of Haze, which is fantastic. Just a really slamming, juicy IPA. Then he had a couple of cans he had to give me. Of course, dumb me, because we were busy sampling a bunch of different beers. I forgot them. But, you know, he does live across the street, so uh, I will pick them up at some point. Anyway, um, the haze from Treehouse is really good. And as we spoke about on last week's program, Treehouse is moving. uh, I shouldn't say moving. They are expanding uh, their facility. They bought property that is right on their property. Um, next to them, and uh, they are building, uh, you know, a bigger, sort of a bigger facility, uh, more space for the tap room. Uh, so I- I've not been to Treehouse, but as my neighbor explains it, you drive up a road where you just keep driving, and you think you're driving to the middle of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, it's like, it's almost like the woods part, and here it is, here's this brewery. So I- I'm kind of intrigued uh, to take the ride up there one of these days. Uh, we were thinking about doing a trip, you know, through Massachusetts, maybe hit a couple of different breweries. So we'll, we'll see. As we continue on here, Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Our Burrows, uh, this is um, a beer from Carton. Uh, this is really good. Go big, go home. Little sweet at the end. That's what I wrote on my Untapped account. You can follow me on Untapped at Gatulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Uh, this is nice. Little sweet at the end. Strong. Uh, real good beer. Uh, uh, 10 percenter. I started the night with this uh, at Paragon not too long ago. I don't know why I did that, but I'm sure it was because you know why? I think because the selection wasn't that great and I didn't want to go with a boozy stout um, for first. But I did finish off the night with a stout at the restaurant. And um, if you're going to finish off with something strong, um, the Vermont Sticky Maple by the brewery is definitely something that you should uh, think about. Strong, sweet, Lots of maple syrup flavor, uh, very good. A definite slow sipper. That beer took me probably closer to forty minutes to finish. Um, it's it's that strong. It it's one of those. And look, they only serve it in. A, it's a ten ounce glass, uh, but you need to take your time with it. And the other point of taking your time with something like this is that as it warms up more flavors come out of it. That's the thing I think people miss about stouts and porters. They're not meant to be drink, uh, drunk quickly. You want to drink them over a period of time. And the warmer that they get, the better they taste. And I'm not talking about bringing it up to room temperature, but you, you know, realistically, 55, 60 degrees, that's about where you should be drinking a stout. 60 degrees is probably optimal. Even 65. 65 might be pushing it a little bit. Uh, but 55, 60 degrees. Now, obviously, you're going to store it cold, but once you open it, you should definitely let it sit in the glass for a little bit, let it warm up, uh, and get all of those flavors to impart those flavors uh, that you're looking for. Uh, the good folks from Coronado sent me uh, their version of a Blondale or uh, what we call a boat beer, a cru- you know, just a, a basic crushable uh, type of beer. So they, uh, they teamed up with Salty Crew. Man, is this good. 
uh, a nice, easy drink in Blondale. You could very easily see uh, on a nice, warm day, you can crush five or six of these without too much of uh, without too much trouble and not feel uh, super bloated. So uh, kudos uh, to the folks at Coronado. That's a great beer. I really enjoyed that uh, that one a lot. So uh, Melody, thanks for the can on that one. Uh, finally, got a chance to uh, dive into a cu- uh, at least one of my Estrella Galatea uh, beers. This is the Especial there. Their core beer, one of their regular beers, very nice drinking lager, a little bit of bite on uh, to it on the back end. It's a really good beer. These guys are making great beer, and they've been doing it for well over 100 years. Uh, it is an excellent beer, uh, low ABV, really good. In fact, I have not found the non-alcoholic version. The non-alcoholic non-alco- version of Estrella Galatea is fantastic. I mean, if you just like the taste of beer, and I know it's, some of you are gonna, listening right now are saying, the taste of beer, trust me. This is a great beer with zero alcohol in it. It is fantastic. It's definitely something you're at a party, say you're the designated driver, but you're just you're craving that taste of a beer. This is the perfect beer to have because there's no booze in it. So you can sit there and drink with your friends and feel like you're a part of the, the whole thing. And of course, you don't have to. You drink water or soda or whatever. I get that. But, uh, f- you know, for a non-alcoholic beer, one of the, probably one of the best that I've ever had. And I've had some good Brooklyn beer makes a Brooklyn brewery makes a I shouldn't say non-alcoholic because there's actually there is a little bit of alcohol in it. I think it's like 0.5 percent. You need to drink a bunch in order to get uh, a buzz. But this has zero alcohol in it. And believe me, it is worth it. And finally, uh, the source brewing has finally canned uh, one of their beers, got a chance to pick it up, had a chance to talk with um, with Phil Petraca and with Jeremy, the brewer. Uh, thanks, guys. And, Phil, by the way, thank you for the glass. That was great. Uh, the source of hoppiness, hazy, tropical, just enough bite, little juicy, too. Uh, it really, if you're going to pick a beer to can first, the source of hoppiness is one to get. Uh, if you missed out on the pre-sale, uh, I'm sure they have it on tap. You can probably get a, a growler to go. But, boy, I'll tell you, the source is really killing it with their beers right out of the box. Great stuff. they got some great stouts coming down the line, too, for the wintertime. Uh, a lot of fun. Kudos, guys. You're doing some great work. My, but, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everyone involved and my guests, Jim McCune and Jackie DeBella, both judges for the Craft Beer Marketing Awards and brewers. For more info on how to enter your beer art or anything else, there's a bunch of categories. Just go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. <laughs>